This video is brought to you by the Ridge Wallet. It's light, sleek, industrial, and doesn't fold or awkwardly bulge in your back pocket, which frankly is quite a relief. The Ridge Wallet comes in over 30 colors and styles and holds up to 12 cards plus room for cash. The durable material means each wallet comes with a lifetime warranty, so you could buy this one wallet and carry it for the rest of your life. The Ridge team is so confident that you'll like it that they'll let you test drive it for 45 days. You can send it back for a full refund if you don't love it. Get 10% off today with free worldwide shipping and returns by going to ridge.com slash darkviperau and use code darkviperau. The link is in the description. The importance of rivalry in speedrunning. Speaking of XQC, I have been watching him, uh... Okay, not actually watching his content, but I've seen clips of him and Force and continuing to trade back and forth. The PBs in Minecraft. That kind of rivalry in speedrunning is pretty nice. Reminds me of what uh, I had with Torex back in the day, with uh, Classy Percent. Without a competitor, or even multiple competitors, the ability for one singular person to push a speedrun is effectively non-existent, right? You will never be as good as you are when there's a person just behind you nipping at your heels. Wasn't there a time when you had two super different 100% routes both running their own ones? I don't recall such things, no. Possibly, yeah, it was a very long time ago. I made a small mistake, so all my stats were not saved. Again, you guys, most of you don't watch my Noita stuff, so you're not going to care about this. But whenever I finished a run of Noita, or just died, uh, it would always tell me that my high score was whatever HP that I had at that point, right? Like, like my end stats never increased. And I was very confused about this. I was like, oh, well, I guess it's just bug for me, or maybe they just haven't released the stats correctly at the end, or, or whatever. So for the longest time, every single run for 150 hours, my stats at the end were never recorded. And I was on Dunkstream yesterday, and I was like, oh, can you get achievements while you're using mods? And he's like, yeah, you can actually, but you can't change your, st your stats don't get saved at the end. I'm like, you're fucking kidding me. In my run, I have a singular mod, just one, and all it does is makes it so I start with water as opposed to a random liquid. It is like the most inconsequential mod of all fucking time. And so if I've used this mod for 150 hours of play and only now realize that none of my stats have been saved because of that mod. I feel so dumb. Like, if I'm gonna, if I'm gonna fuck my stats completely, I mean, I would rather use a mod that actually does something, like, significant. Fortnite character thickness. This is gonna sound weird. I haven't tuned into a Fortnite stream in a long time, but I did recently. Were Fortnite characters always that thick? I was like, I don't remember being this much of a design choice. I was like, I was somewhat taken aback, like, am I meant to be watching this? <laughs> aren't, aren't people weirded out with, with that shit? Playing it all day? I don't know, man. <laughs> I guess I'll find out uh, if that's the way that it always was when I, because uh, my I'm having my old Fortnite footage, the little that I have of it, uh, edited, and I guess then I'll see what the character models look like back in my day. Back in my day, back when Fortnite was a good game, you know what I'm saying? I, I don't fucking know. I, yeah, for you guys unaware, I did play Fortnite a little bit back in the day when it was a new thing. Also played PUBG and H1Z1 and all these games. Most of the footage I have left of Fortnite, though, is from, like, my first win and when I did the NVIDIA tournaments. 
got paid 500 USD to be in two Fortnite tournaments. Had maybe like a hundred viewers for both of them. No idea why they paid me that much money, but good for them. Oh, but I did have to like chase them down for like six months to finally get paid. Those were the days, ah yes. The time before time. Why it matters what I talk about during runs. Hope this is the run me too. I mean, I always do. You're never gonna have me come on the stream and be like, guys, I'm gonna start a run, but I really hope it's not the run. No, actually, I have said that before. Like, when I've done something really stupid at the beginning and continued, or I've talked about some really dumb shit in the run, I'm sitting there like, man, I hope this run <laughs> isn't the run to immortalize the stupid shit I talked about. <laughs> Obviously, it's an exaggeration to say it would immortalize what garbage I talked about, but think about, like, my PB. My PB, my 620, that's now, like, two years old, uh, for classic percent, it's it has like 800,000 views, and it's still getting views. My 100% uh, run, which is a really nice run, and both in conversation in terms of uh, both in conversation and the the strats and uh, and how how it went and stuff. That's got over a million, and it's still getting views. You know, N no longer world records, but people still watch them because they're good watchers. And so it is somewhat important that if I have a good run, that uh, I'd not be talking about something real trash or whatever, right? But a lot of what we talk about is, you know, topical. What's what's the phrase? It um, it's uh, finite. It's um, it only has relevance to the now. So like you listen to it a year later, and you're like, who the fuck cares about this shit? You know, the big drama, the big story of today in a month is just like old news nonsense that you wouldn't ever want to listen to. But there's only a finite amount of things we can talk about, and topical stuff is, uh, of course, important. Especially, like, because in this category, there's so many missions where there's no strats at all. Like, I'm just going through the motions here. Doesn't matter how fast they go, what I do. I can just take a random street, doesn't matter. Because only some of the missions where the strats really come into play. Being more empathetic after experiencing bad circumstances. I was watching a video that Asmongold uploaded uh, today on his uh, kind of secondary channel or whatever, like his personal channel or whatever. He was talking about his experiences with the Texas blizzard or freezing or uh, mass cold or what, what would you call it? Um, flash freeze? No, it isn't flash freeze. What would you call it? Is it blizzard? Cold, cold snap? Ice storm? Winter storm? Snowstorm? One of those things. It was cold, is what I'm saying. Talking about how um, he didn't have any water and uh, uh, like he slip, slipped out on his car and it gave him a fright or whatever because he's not used to driving in snow and... He, that he considers himself lucky to have electricity and stuff. And you, you listen to these stories and you think like, there are a lot of people in the world who, that's the, like their norm or whatever, where it is their norm that electricity is inconsistent or that their access to water can be inconsistent or that they are, you know, on the verge of uh, bankruptcy or destitution or whatever just because of uh, a change in the, the, the weather or the, the climate or what have you. And that's, thinking about that stuff, it's so disheartening. It's terrible to think about. I guess people in more fortunate circumstances, when you, when you get put in these situations where you get to live the life of a less fortunate person, even for a week, it can probably uh, make you more empathetic towards them. I mean, I say that and then you think of Four Connor, you know, that alt-right dude who just got out, alt -right, he got outed as an alt-right dude. And even when put into the dire circumstances that he was put in, he, he still blamed the victims uh, of these circumstances. Like, you just assume that being in those circumstances would make you more empathetic, but I guess for some people it doesn't. I don't know. 
You live in Texas, you had no electricity, it was 30 degrees in your house? Yeah, that sounds fucking terrible, dude. Being where I am in Australia, the likelihood of me suffering any sort of uh, natural disaster or great change like that is uh, quite small. And it's, it's not because, like, because Australia not existing on any faults is not really prone to earthquakes or, you know, there's, there's no, there's not going to be some volcanic eruption or whatever, right? It's, uh, it's mainly bushfires that are problems in Australia. And where I am is quite far away from the bush. How bad the bushfires would have to be to reach me is like the country would have to no longer exist kind of thing. I'm very fortunate to be in the spot that I'm in, you know. And here, what I'm saying is, in hearing stories like that, people suffering in this way, it makes you, makes at least me, appreciate even more what I have and how lucky I am, you know. <laughs> Australia doesn't exist. Well then, I've got no chance of getting hit by bushfires, do I? You know, don't even, the country isn't even there. Not even dream luck could, uh, Make a bushfire happen in Australia. You might not have natural disasters in Australia, but spiders? Do you not have spiders in your countries? My face is very expressive. I should have seen my face when Simeon almost hit me. I have been told that my face is very expressive. Like, even before I became a content creator or whatever, I was told, like, man, you have a really expressive face. Never really thought about it, but having now, uh made a bunch of thumbnails and stuff. I do kind of see what they mean. It's not like a Jim Carrey kind of expressive face, but like, it probably does help me a little bit that uh, I am expressive as a Twitch streamer. But if you look back at my earlier stuff, I was not as expressive. Just over time, I've become more comfortable with uh, showing how I'm feeling and stuff. I follow a streamer who pulls off an insane play and just sits there, blank stare. Would that be interesting to watch? I think it'd be more hype to share in the hype of the person who did something. I mean, sure, there's always that, you know, cool guys don't look at explosions kind of thing, where he's just like, wow, that guy is so amazing, that even when he does something amazing, like, it, it doesn't phase him at all. It's just like, this is just my everyday. I'm just that fucking good. But, I don't know, that sounds kind of boring. Who are you talking about, Shroud? Faker streams, but I, I've, I know of Faker. I just heard the name, but I, don't, I haven't seen his stuff. I suppose it'd be worse for people to fake reactions. Those really over-the-top things. I mean, it's part of the re reason why, for me, I only do chaos for two hours a week. I cannot, for the life of me, fake a reaction to anything. When I get bored of something, it's obvious. I mean, sure, in the short term, it might do me good to do chaos every fucking day, man. Just upload nothing but chaos, whatever. But I'd get burnt out on it. I'd get bored of it. And, uh, and it'd, just, it'd just suffer, you know? McDonald's omelette test. They've released something new at McDonald's. Omelets. In, in the breakfast thing. It's like uh, omelette, bacon, and a spinach or something. It wasn't that great, to be honest. But it is kind of weird that they never had, had omelets before. Omelets just seem like a, a very standard thing to have as a, a part of a breakfast meal. And McDonald's never had them. I guess whether you guys get to experience them uh, would depend how well they do in Australia and New Zealand. Oh, are, are they? Do they exist in your McDonald's in your countries? If you're not from Australia or New Zealand? America doesn't have it? No? Yeah. McDonald's usually test their new stuff in Australia and New Zealand first and then they propagate it to the other countries. You know, there's less significant countries, you know what I'm saying? McDonald's has the right attitude. Australia's all that really matters. <laughs> No. Hey man, of course we matter the most with a, with a, with a first line of defense against Australia, the, the spiders that exist in this country, okay? 
<laughs> really what I think should happen is uh, all the countries uh, pay my country, more specifically me, money, uh, to continue to defend them against the spiders, okay? <laughs> Keeping the spiders back, man, it's, it's, it's an expensive thing. Spider versus emus when is that the uh, alien versus predator of Australia? <laughs> GME stocks and Bitcoin. Keep in mind this ramblers from February 25th. Buy GME, hold GME. I think you're all nuts buying GME. I, I think you're bloody crazy. There's there's a very good write-up that Destiny did. It's like a two-hour long video. I know you're not gonna watch it, but it's extraordinarily detailed in explaining who benefited from the GME thing, why all the hype is nonsense. Why Robin Hood probably didn't do anything wrong and they did only what they were obligated to do. Prior to Robin Hood preventing additional buyers because they were running into liquidity issues, retail investors were already selling more stock than they were buying. The people who were continuing to drive up the price of GME wasn't retail investors, it was hedge funds who were using their massive amount of their massive capital to take money from other hedge funds. The people who benefited from GME the most, the, the, the people who uh, are in the hedge funds, you know, the hedge fund managers and all that shit. There's, there's no evidence that Melvin or whatever still needs to get shares to, to cover their um, shorting. And that Wall Street bets continues to delete negative comments or comments about people's losses and stuff. Uh, that should scare anyone getting involved. It's just another one of those meme hype things where everyone just wants to get involved because they, they fear they're missing out. I don't think it's a pump and dump necessarily, but like the, the peak has already happened. And it, the people holding the bag at the end of the day are mainly going to be the retail investors who have been uh, largely misled, have been inspired by uh, this, this rhetoric of you're fighting the man, dude, don't let him win. And you got to wonder how, how much these uh, these people driving this narrative are, are are knowing that they're just driving a narrative to give themselves uh, additional profit or whatever, or how much um, you know they bought into their own hype. Like they, they actually, how much do they believe this narrative versus how much uh, they're just being opportunistic and using what influence they have on these uh, message boards and stuff on on Reddit to profit. Jimmy has gone up a lot today. Oh, because people are still buying into it. It's like um. Uh, Conan O'Brien sent out a tweet saying that he was buying into it. As I said, while some of this was this was obvious to me prior to watching Destiny's video, watching that video, having the, each claim broken down, what actually went on, the figures behind the scenes, are uh, very enlightening. The, no one's going to be re watching that shit. The video is terribly presented. Because the, the meme is going to persist. Just some guy just sitting at home going, Oh, this GME stuff, I may as well buy a little bit of that, <laughs> you know? In the same way that, like, uh, Elon Musk or whatever tweeted out uh, a little while ago, where he, what do you say? Bitcoin and Ethereum, I think they're too high in price. Then I saw someone else in my timeline uh, on, on Twitter saying, like, Oh, man, fucking Elon Musk tweets out that they're too high and I lose 17% of the value of my cryptocurrency? What the fuck? It's just, it's just memes. If you believe the meme is going strong and uh, enough people are going to continue buying it because the meme is strong, then yeah, you should be buying into it, I suppose. And just hoping that you can dive out before the meme dies and leave, leave someone else holding the bag. But it's not going to be the hedge funds as a totality that's losing the money because they've got eons worth of experience collectively knowing uh, when to bail out on these schemes. 
individual hedge funds may lose out, like a Melvin Capital or whatever. But Bitcoin is not a currency anymore. It's been traded as a commodity. Aren't currencies also commodities? People trade currencies already. Currencies are traded. And people do put money in different currencies. Don't they even, don't people even speculate on the currency market and, and bet against different currencies going up and down and, and da da da? Keep in mind, of course, guys, I, I'm not an economist and I'm not some sort of savvy investor. This is just stuff I, I hear and I, I, I do casually follow. Like, don't take me as a gospel, you know? That Bitcoin's not being spent to buy things, only bought for an investment? Yeah, I see what you mean. Has there, no, but he said Bitcoin is no longer a currency. Uh, I don't think there's ever been a point where the majority of trades of Bitcoin have been for goods and services as opposed to as a way to park wealth. If, if for something to be a currency, it has to be more involved in trades of more than simply of currency for itself or whatever. This is bad phrasing, but what I'm saying is if, if, it, if it has to not simply be a way of parking wealth, then I don't think Bitcoin has ever been a currency. Like, I don't know what something has to be to be a currency. Like, what, what requirements are there for something to be a currency? Bitcoin would be such an unstable thing to be a currency. It does seem to have great swings. I mean, there do seem to be some people who sincerely believe that Bitcoin will one day be the global currency or whatever. But I, I, I think a lot of people with Bitcoin is the FOMO thing. They fear that they're going to miss out on the big thing and so everyone's buying into it. And there is not enough Bitcoin for it to become a global currency. But isn't it infin infinitely divisible? No? Really? Because I know that eventually there will be no more Bitcoins to mine. And apparently each Bitcoin is harder to mine than the previous Bitcoins before it. And they believe that uh, eventually people will be paid for what? Facilitating transfers or something? And that's how you like will be mining Bitcoin, but you won't be mining Bitcoin. You'll be just facilitating trades or something. I, I don't know, man. I, I, it's, it's over my head. I don't really care. But why isn't it infinitely divisible? Why wouldn't it just be like you have 0.01% of a Bitcoin or, or one fraction of a Bitcoin? You know, you can purchase fractions of a Bitcoin. Yeah. So, so why, given that you can have just fractions of one, would it, uh, would it not be able to be a global currency? Today, Bitcoin is... One in 100 million divisible, but it can be much more divisible if needed one day. It can't be inflated. Hmm. Bitcoin plays a major role in the black market. Yeah, it doesn't surprise me. Thunderfoot and Elon Musk. There are quite a few things that people say are the future that I don't either, uh, that I don't fully understand or, or that I don't really understand what's limiting it now. Like people go, oh, blockchain is the new thing and, um, or 3D printing and all that stuff. And I'm just going to sit on the sidelines and, See what happens, I suppose. AI as well, that's another one. What's another one of these, uh, call them memes, whatever, but it's gonna revolutionize the future, ladies and gentlemen. That's the three that I can think of. VR, yeah, when it's, oh, it's, it's uh, no, Hyperloops is garbage. Self-driving cars, yeah, that's possible. Gene editing, ah, uh, yeah, yeah, that's probably one too. If you wanna see some funny videos, um, Thunderfoot, man, he's an old content creator mentioning him. He has some on the, on the Hyperloop. Uh, they're really funny. How dumb that idea apparently is. How flawed it is. It's pretty funny. There are a lot of these cool ideas that just 
massively run up against the practical reality of life. Solar freaking roadways and Hyperloop is two examples. Have I seen his new SpaceX videos? Uh, I don't believe so. What's bad with the Hyperloop? Um, it's, it just hit, it bashes into physics. Uh, you'd have to watch the videos because it's kind of over my head. But the idea has existed for like a hundred years. It's just the reason why it's never been done is because it's not in any shape or form practical to do. It's like you're you're making things infinitely more difficult for effectively no gain while massively inflating your costs and putting yourself at risk of colossal failure. It is a pipe dream. I just recommend watching his videos. It's uh, it's presented really well in a way that you can understand why it's flawed. But admittedly, maintaining that information in my head after the fact is not very easy because it's uh, quite technical. It's often the case when you hear about these, um, you know, this new type of plastic or this new way of getting energy or this new way of disposing of waste and da da da. It always sounds so cool. And then when you read more into it, it's this is not cost effective right now or there is already an easier way to do this or, you know. I mean, but then again, often having some proof of concept, even if it's uh, like just, just proving that it's possible can enable future developments to make it more practical and cost effective. Like the impossible meat or impossible burger or, um, uh, you know, the, the fake meat or whatever, that when it first came out, like to make a burger costs hundreds of thousands of dollars or whatever. And now it's uh, competitive with normal meat. Or LASIK surgery or whatever, you know, these kind of things. Whose video do you recommend? Uh, uh, Thunderfoot. He has many videos on it. Thunderfoot's main thing these days seems to be taking popular science idea that is making the rounds and he explains why it's actually bullshit. And certainly his reputation uh, is not the best in some circles. But he is definitely uh, knowledgeable about uh, science given his uh, background and current working, you know. Yeah, I hear that a lot. Thunderfoot is a good science guy, but gets all bent out of shape with his other issues. I agree with him on some of his other issues sometimes, but other times not. Oh no, he has 974k subs, gotcha. Yeah, um, there's quite a few videos on Thunderfoot's channel where he uh, goes through like uh, papers submitted about um, new ideas and stuff. Um, he doesn't seem to like Elon Musk all that much. Because it seems a lot of the things that Elon Musk attaches himself to are like popular, cool sounding ideas that don't really have any practical ability to actually work. Whether it's because he wants to boost his profile by being associated with these things or because he's just ignorance of the facts. Because Elon Musk is just one guy and he's involved in ownership with like a bajillion industries. He cannot be as educated as he needs to be to, uh, to really push forth these things himself. He just has a legion of people working for him who are knowledgeable in these fields. And it kind of sucks that he gets credit for innovations that uh, are ultimately made by other people underneath him uh, that he has effectively no involvement in. But that's kind of life. The guy in charge taking, uh, taking credit for other people's discoveries. Like I remember watching a video talking about, um, you know Neuralink? Elon Musk's brain interface thing? He was criticized by people within the field um, because he presented what he what was being developed by his uh, company as some new 
innovative breakthrough thing that has never been done before, when in actual reality it was just the stuff that had already been done before, but it was kind of being packaged in a marketable way, so, so it, you know, hit headlines and stuff. Like, it ha they hadn't actually achieved anything that hadn't been done before, other than potentially a more marketable implementation. And then it, it's all, all the criticisms of his boring company as well, where the, even in the simulations of what he wants to achieve, it, it doesn't actually function the way that it's suggested. Like, it's not just Thunderfoot making these criticisms, but I don't think these criticisms really gain the kind of traction that they would need to to counteract Elon Musk's godlike meme status, you know? The narrative of the singular genius revolutionizing every industry, it's just, it's just a, it's a fantasy illusion. But people seem to have that impression of Elon Musk. It seems to largely just be a, a marketing concoction. Not that isn't, that isn't to say he's not brilliant in the areas in which he has his learning or what have you, you know, he's an engineer. He's not a genius in like every single bloody scientific field or some shit. But I feel the same way about Steve Jobs. Steve Jobs, Steve Jobs was just a marketing dude. That's not controversial. He had ideas and marketed well. He he wasn't the dude making, the, the, the doing the programming or some shit. Whatever he's brilliant at, he's really brilliant at it. How do you... <laughs> By definition, I suppose, yes. <laughs> Jobs made important decisions. Yeah, I know. He's he's the marketing dude. He he directed the company in, in in directions, but he didn't himself make the products or something. He wasn't the programming dude. He didn't he didn't make the developments himself. He 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 marketed the products well. He had ideas as to to what the company should move into to uh, that that would be appealing to to a broad audience of consumers. But he didn't himself make the stuff. He was an ideas guy and a marketer. The real geniuses aren't the rich ones. I would imagine that the people who are truly brilliant, who are massively interested in just expanding their own knowledge or inventing new ideas and whatnot, they'd probably be less interested in the marketing aspects or building a business or generating wealth for themselves, you know? That kind of stuff might come along with the things that they develop, but being a genius and wanting to build a business don't necessarily go hand in hand. Being a genius in some particular area doesn't make you a good business person or a good marketer or some shit like that, right? Yeah, I imagine there are probably right now, like, amazing geniuses working for Elon Musk. We don't know their names, but we do know the things that they produced, and we, we attribute those things that they produced to Elon Musk. Wasn't he vain enough to buy himself the founder position at um, Tesla? Who benefits from PlayStation 5 scalping? Do I own a PlayStation 5? No. Like, scalpers are buying up, like, every single one that releases. I guess they're able to do this because the, the price that the PlayStation is being sold at, and the Xbox as well, are far below what the market would actually pay for them. Because the goal of PlayStation is not to make money on the devices, but to make money on the games and the, the store and the microtransactions and stuff. So their goal is to have the console be as accessible as possible, to get into the hands of as many people as possible, to make money through other avenues. But the scalpers don't give two shits about Sony making its money. So they buy it and price it at what the market's actually willing to pay, depriving Sony of the revenue that they would generate from the other accessories or the other add-ons to the PlayStation, but enriching themselves. Like, Sony loses 
the game developers lose. Anyone who sells accessories for for Sony PlayStation loses. The the consumer loses in the sense of people aren't able to enjoy these games, or they have to pay an inflated price. The only people who really benefit are the scalpers and those who otherwise wouldn't have been able to have a PlayStation 5 if it weren't for the scalpers. But that's a much smaller amount of people, I think, than the amount of people being denied access to the, the, the PlayStation and, the, and, the, and its marketplace. I have no interest, really, in any PlayStation exclusives, uh, except maybe uh, Demon's Souls. I've already played through the game once, but I wouldn't mind playing through it again with the uh, enhanced graphics and uh, the few additions to the game. Hating my haircuts. I hate my haircut, chat. Who are these people who like non-symmetrical ha haircuts? Who? Why am I such a pushover that I couldn't have just said to the guy, Hey, yo, this haircut sucks. Make it better. Like, there's nothing that can be done with it, chat. Nothing. This is indeed a yee-yee-ass haircut. Hey, Matto. Hope your okur run doesn't end like your haircut. Good luck, D. <laughs> Thank you. Pizza is better for you than cereal. I saw on Reddit this post that said, nutritionist, and, and they do mean a dietitian, uh, nutritious, which anyone I think can call themselves a nutritionist, but you can't call yourself a dietitian. I don't, I don't know, but whatever. Um, so it's a person who actually has some authority on the matter. And they, uh, they claimed that most cereals are worse for you uh, for breakfast than pizza is. And you hear that and you're like, oh, that sounds fucking stupid. But then you're like, well, I guess, like, pizza is just, you know, bread, cheese, maybe a bit of meat and some herbs and whatever. A lot of cereal is just sugar. It's bread and sugar. And you're like, okay, so it's, they're clearly not saying pizza's good for you for breakfast. It's more that they're saying, this is how bad cereal is. It's funny because initially, I just tweeted it out as a joke. Like, haha, see, I hate cereal, and I love pizza, and I eat pizza for breakfast sometimes. There you go, vindicated. Because um, I didn't really give two shits what one dietitian said. But then when I thought about it, I'm like, actually, I can see how that could possibly be true. <laughs> you know? Because I want to clarify, because I didn't read the article. Normally, I won't retweet something unless I read the article. I just retweeted it as a joke. <laughs> but now that I think about the joke, I'm like, okay, it could actually be true. You know? I messed up on a sponsored video. For those who are unaware, uh, I'm doing sponsors in my videos now. Um, I'll, I'll probably just be most of the Chaos videos. Well, not most of them, but a significant amount of the Chaos videos. I did one yesterday. It was annoying to get the video up because it, uh, apparently in Father Son, in the cutscene, there's a song that plays that actually gets DMCA'd. So I spent like an hour and 20 minutes rendering the video with the sponsor spot in it rather than uploading it raw like I normally would. Because I was using my second PC, because I had stuff to do on my main PC. And my second PC is like 6 core. And then I upload it and I'm like, oh, fuck you, that I have to take the whole thing down to remove 20 seconds of a song? Get real. And so then I had to go through all that effort again to, to re-render it, re-upload it. And I end up forgetting to put the, 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 the link, the sponsored link in the description and pinned comment. And I was like, fuck, dude. I've only recently started doing sponsors and I've already fucked one up. Lucky for me, they are apparently, according to my manager that I have now who's setting these things up for me, they, did, they didn't care or, or they, they didn't sanction me in any, any way because I forgot to put it there for seven hours, which is good. But I'm very happy to have this management team now because I was, I never wanted to do sponsors before, largely because it takes away from doing my normal content. 
um, setting up all these deals and stuff and answering all these emails and it's so awkward, but having a third party do it for me is, uh, is wonderful, you know. Be sure to like the video and subscribe to my channel. It costs you nothing and I wish you all the best.